like to share with you one verse of Scripture. This is from Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Scripture says, talking about Jesus, He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Jesus was delivered over to death for sins. That's why He died, to pay the price for our sins. That's why He came. That's why He went to the cross. Did you notice in that passage of Scripture from Luke, when He was nailed to the cross, He prayed for those who nailed Him there? Most people who were crucified screamed or cursed. And if they prayed, they prayed for rescue or they prayed for a quick, you know, death. But Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. Jesus died so that he might forgive sins. He prayed for the very ones who crucified him. Guess what? My hand and your hand was on the hammer. We put him there because we are sinners. Because of our sin, he had to be crucified. He had to pay that price and wanted to pay that price for us. All of us are sinners. Jesus in Mark 7 said, For without of people's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, folly. All of us have done one or more of those. We have sinned. Like Adam and Eve, we've decided that we're going to go our own way. We're going to set our own destiny. We are going to decide for ourselves what is right and wrong instead of letting God tell us what is right or wrong. We have sinned. And so Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. Now, some of us who have lived pretty good lives, who have, you know, seemingly done okay as long as we compare ourselves just with other people, think, well, yeah, I've sinned, but it didn't amount to all that much. Every, you know, the sins I've done, they've been pretty trivial. Listen to what the Scripture says in James 2. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty. One sin. And we are guilty before a holy God. Some of you think that you have sinned so much that God couldn't forgive, couldn't possibly forgive what I have done. Don't ever forget Jesus prayed for the forgiveness of the very ones who drove the nails into his hands and feet. If he could forgive them, he can forgive you. Jesus, the scripture says, died for our sins. He was delivered over to death for our sins. And he was raised to life for our justification. You put his death and his resurrection together and you've got the payment for our sins. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
And you've got the one who makes us just. What, what does it mean to be declared just? It means that, hey, you were in the right. You were in the right. Well, God justified Jesus. They thought he was dead, but God raised him from the dead and said, hey, he was in the right. He's alive and alive forevermore. Through the raising Jesus, God showed his power to change things from what they are to what they should be. And he can change us from what we are to what we should be. He makes us righteous in his sight through the death and resurrection of Jesus. You were justified. You know what that means? That means that because of Jesus, we are not guilty. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you are not guilty. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you are not guilty. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you are not guilty. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you are not guilty. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you are not guilty. What does the Scripture say? Just a couple of books later, verses, chapters later. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Not guilty. Because Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we don't have to be guilty before a holy God even though we've sinned. We can have eternal life. We can be saved. That's what it means to be saved. We're forgiven of our sin and we have eternal life. How do we get that? Again, in the book of Romans, God tells us that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It mentions two, part of the body, two parts of the body, our heart. We believe with our heart. You've got to believe that Jesus' death counted for you and that he was raised from the dead, not just in your head, but in your heart. Satan believes it in his head. He knows that Jesus died and rose again. Doesn't change him. But when you believe in Jesus in your heart, you let him change you. You let him become your Lord. That means you follow him and you obey him and you serve him. You've made a commitment to him. You're believing in him with your heart, not just your head. And then you confess with your mouth that he's Lord. You're willing to say openly, Jesus is my master. Jesus is my ruler. Jesus is my boss. I'm living for him. You confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Forgiven. Justified. No condemnation. Eternal life. What a Savior. What a Savior. And he's offering, he's offering it to you. Maybe today you need to come and take him up on his offer and say, I'm ready to follow Jesus. I'm ready to have my sin forgiven. I'm ready to live in newness of life. Now and for eternity. Maybe today you need to come and say, I am so grateful for Jesus. 
I'm so grateful he died for me. I'm so grateful that he's alive and he walks with me day by day. Maybe today you need to come and recommit yourself to sharing the good news of Jesus with those that need to hear. God's speaking to us. He's spoken to us through the music. He's spoken to us through his word. What's he saying to you? What is he calling you to do? Our invitation to him is 230.